Phillies win 4-3 tonight in a series opening win against the Washington Nationals here at Citizens Bank Park. Reese Hoskins, two more homers. Homers. 3-2 homers. Go ahead, homers. Whatever you want to call. They are homers. Vince Velasquez looks good in his first start of the season. And some things that happened over the weekend want to get off my chest throughout Major League Baseball. So stick around. We've got some more coming up here on the new podcast. Kevin Francis. In the air to left field. Going back on it. It is gone. Kevin Francis sends everybody home. Ball there. Coming down. down. What up? It's Kevin Franzen here. And after a series opening victory against the Washington Nationals, I'm looking at a... Uh, Good ball, pl- ball club in the 6-2 and two Philadelphia Phillies. What's up? What's going on? How's your night? My night's great. Been watching basketball. Watching Virginia go from uh, losing to the 16th seed last year to winning a national title. Also, to which, <laughs> witnessing Reese Hoskins hit two more homers. We love homers, right? We just love them. There's nothing better than a homer. And he had two of them. And that was phenomenal. Oduble getting his first on the, on the year. And we're looking at a team that when someone isn't going well, there's guys behind them to pick them up. And that's the beauty of having a deep team and a deep lineup. We're sit, we are witnessing it within the first eight games. Yes, you want to see the whole lineup go off at the same time. Not going to happen. You get three or four guys going at the same time, that's yeah, pretty good. You get five, good night. And we're seeing guys. If if someone struggles, the, the the I think winning teams more than anything we've all witnessed, right? They have your back, and meaning not in a fight and all that stuff. Yeah, that, that happens. But I'm just saying, if you don't get the job done, they they are right behind you. They're not looking down at you, going and shaking their heads, going, "Can't believe you didn't get it done." No, no, no. no. You know what they're doing? They're picking the next guy up. Next guy is picking that guy up. And we're seeing that throughout this lineup, and that is what is fun to watch. That's great. Great baseball teams do that. Fantastic baseball teams do that. Now, again, we're going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to harp on it as much as I can. It's only the ninth game of the season. But see Reese do his thing. See Kutch do his thing. Segura. Harp does his thing. It's pretty fun to watch, isn't it? So what are the things that we were witnessing that we haven't seen in a while? Well, we're witnessing multiple guys have a lot of pop. You know, we're, we're seeing up and down the lineup. You have Mikey in the eight hole doing his thing. He struggled a little bit on this homestand, but that happens. Not always going to hit hammers, hit doubles, opposite field doubles. But what we're seeing is, I think the defining thing that, you know, when, when they – Got Bobby Dickerson over here to be the head of the infield. We're seeing a very crisp infield being played. Only one of the wins, five of the six wins, they're airless. One win has one error. The other time, we know what happened last Wednesday. Against the Nationals in Washington, they had three errors. And what happens? They beat themselves. They didn't beat themselves. They haven't beaten themselves more than that just that one time. We are seeing a better defensive team right now. I think, like anything, pitching, 
defense, offense, it is cyclical. And the more times that you can become more consistent doing something, I I really, really feel you're going to be successful. Right? I mean, is it? That's a hot take. That is a hot take. April 8th, 10.35 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So, 1.35 your time on the East Coast. But what a great night, too. I mean, you look at opportunities being very, very scarce right now for some of the bench players, as they should be, because you want your you want your studs in there. But same time, Scott Kingery coming in, getting two knocks, playing a good second base. Um, we're still waiting on Nick Williams and, and Aaron Altair to get their first starts of the year, but that, that that's going to come. Again, there is no misconception in this whole thing from Gabe Kapler. He had said it when Andrew McCutcheon and Bryce Harper were signed. They were going to get most, if not all, the playing time. Now, the other part is Oduble in center field. He is playing so well. He needs to be playing. Why would you sit him? Why? He's dynamic. When he's focused, when he's ready to go, he is dynamic. And he's been playing so well. So seeing that, I, I think is phenomenal. I think it's phenomenal the fact that, look, the depth that they have created. They've created so much depth now that Roman Quinn, who's on his rehab assignment, getting near, ready to go, they don't need to rush him. You don't need to rush him. I would love to see Roman healthy in, in the big leagues doing his thing. But do we need to see him right now? No. Oduble's doing his thing, so keep him getting his bats. Do that. We're good. It makes your team better when you have guys in the minor leagues. You have guys. You have legit dudes that can come in and do something. And right now, even if he's on a rehab assignment, doesn't matter. He's a guy. He is a dude that's going to come up and help this big league team when he's healthy and raring to go. Now, Vince Velasquez tonight, five innings, four hits, two earned runs, two strikeouts. Did give up the homer to Kurt Suzuki, but I, I do we all see the same thing? Like I, I saw him bear down and just say, eh, "F it, I'm gonna win. I'm gonna get. I, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep my ball club in it." That's what I saw. You know, to go 80 pitches in five innings, I think, is a huge, huge deal for Vinny because I, you, you see so much of him. He wants to get that strikeout on an 0-1 pitch. On a 1-1 pitch. That it puts him always continuing to be behind in counts. And tonight, I saw, I wasn't seeing nibbling. I was seeing someone that was attacking the zone. 49 strikes, 80, 80 pitches. Not a bad ratio for him. Not a bad ratio for anyone. But if you're going to tell me that your five guy was going to, or you're even, how about we even go to your four and five guy. We're going to give you a combined 12 innings in the in back-to-back games. And a combined three earned runs. I mean, you'll take that and twice on Sunday. Because they're not your typical four and five guys. I'm sorry, they're not. Those are those guys could be two, threes, and, and many rotations. We do know that. Zach Eflin pitching his butt off last night, or yesterday, sorry. I, I think there's so much competition. We talk so much about this offense that the competition that we're seeing is is guys stepping up on the pitching side as far as the rotation. Now the bullpen still got some things to clean up. 
Adam Morgan with another special inning tonight. I mean, the guy, the guy's good. The guy gets dialed in, locked in. He knows what to do. He's pretty special. Putting Sir Anthony in a situation in the sixth inning, I thought was, you know, we talk about certain things that I don't think get enough credit. That decision to put him there, almost maybe to back him off. It was a big situation, but still, back him off a little bit. Don't put him in the pressure in the eighth or ninth. Put him in the sixth. It still matters. Let him get that confidence back. What does he do for you? Inning, punchy. Hmm, my bad. Slowly, you can absolutely pick up his confidence. Slowly. Robertson looked good. Neshek, I mean, he, he gave up a homer. He gave up a hit. Oh, well. He got the job done. That's all that matters. I, like, I, I get it. People are into the dominant Brad Lidge ninth innings, right? Striking out three, punching them. I, I can't say it enough in my mind. It's about the guy that just gets it done. Like, who cares how many runs he gives up? Does he get it done? Is that save a save? Yes. Does it have a a blemish on it? Yeah. Oh, well. Did he get me a save? Yes. Okay, I'm in. I'm into that. I am. Now, do you need bullpen by committee on that to get a save? No. I just just want whoever wants the ball in the ninth that's going to get the job done. Not just say, like, oh, I want the ball. There are certain guys that say, I want the ball, but they are scared. You know what? I think they have a few guys in this pen that are not, aren't, okay, aren't, are not scared. They have a lot of guys that are like that. There's not a lot of fake in them where they say they want to have the save and they're going to go out and get it. So, I mean, a lot to be said off of yesterday and today. Two very different wins. Yesterday's was so impressive to me because of Barrios' stuff. And, you know, Reese is a bat. We can go into that so much. We could talk about Reese all day long because all I know is that that guy continues to get better and he's only going to get better because what? Oh, because he has guys around him that doesn't force him to be who he's not. I think he's a special hitter. I think he's a special leader. But when you don't have all that around him all the time, I, I, I'm not going to say... It, it, it's next, but I mean, like, it, it just feels like there's so many dudes on this team. There's so much talent, but there's so much leadership qualities around here. He doesn't feel like he has to take on everything. Everything just feels real and natural. And that's what we're seeing out of that. All right. More coming up on this new podcast. We've got more coming up about the Phillies win and games coming up and about what happened over the weekend in uh, some certain situations. More from the new podcast. Up next. Make plans now for the ever-popular Hatfield Dollar Dog Nights at Citizens Bank Park. Choose from three dates in April and one in May. Bring your friends and your appetite for Hatfield Phillies Franks. Order at phillies.com. Welcome back to the new podcast and still the nameless one, but oh well, we'll have something coming up soon. Great win tonight for the Philadelphia Phillies. 4-3 victory in Philadelphia tomorrow or today, depending on, yeah, it's probably today when you're listening to this. Nola Strasburg, what a matchup. Get on them early. 
Strauss will like to punch you out. He's had some good success against the Phillies over uh, his career. So, got to get on him early. You have to. You have to. And for the first time in a long time, we get to see Aaron Nola have to respond, right? I mean, he hasn't been sharp. He's still Aaron Nola. He's still damn good. But we get to see him respond. We get to see him respond after his last outing in, in Washington, his one of his shortest, if not the shortest one of his career. And I think that when you're an ace, things don't fester for a while, right? You 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 answer the bell. Maybe you have one or two bad starts, but then you come right back. And to have it against the team that did it against you, I think is even more, you know, will be more important for him. To see fastball command, I think, is going to be key for him tomorrow to get his changeup off his fastball. Obviously, his curveball, I feel like his curveball changeup, they could be pinpointed at any point in time, but they need to be just consistent tomorrow. And if you are against a team in a lineup like that, you will have success. They were aggressive against him last time. They got him, you know, they got him behind in the count. So they're the hitters, the Washington hitters were up and ahead in the count a lot. Uh, we saw him give up a few homers that we normally don't. But at the same time, that's also a good squad, right? Washington Nationals are a really good team. So with that being said, I expect a, a uh, crisp game tomorrow. I expect a big victory tomorrow only because I think the boys want this one for, for Nola. They They know that he wants it. He preps himself to want it and to have it every time that he goes out. So I think the boys are going to want that for him. I'm, I'm excited for for what's ahead. I mean, it's going to be a tough one against Strasburg, but again, it could be done. Just get it done early. Get it done early. Get him in his head, and, and uh, I think good things will happen. Now, a little bit about the weekend. So many things that happened. Obviously, Mike Trout doing his thing and hitting like 20 homers, I think, on the on the weekend. I mean, that guy's ridiculous, right? I mean, we all know, yay, Millville, love it. But I'm, I'm just saying, I, I hate the fact that people always, always, always say, Mickey Mantle, he reminds me of Ricky, Mickey Mantle. Doesn't he remind people of M- Willie Mays? That's the only person that I feel like he should be even discussed with. Willie freaking Mays. That's it. That's it. Then you have the Milwaukee Brewers who continue to do their thing. I, I think a lot of people thought one hit wonders, no chance. Eight and three right now, five and zero oh in run one run games. That's impressive. Christian Yelich doing his thing. He's pretty good. Uh, I think it's the Dodgers that really are disgustingly good offensively. I didn't see this. Let's be honest here. If it weren't for Cody Bellinger and maybe Mike Trout, Reese Hoskins would be, I mean, the toast of everything right now, right? But then you look at the Mariners, and they got so many guys. They got Jay Bruce, who has six of eight hits that are homers. And Carnocion hit two homers, say, in the same inning. That lineup is ridiculous. They're a plus 37. The The Dodgers are a plus 34 run differential. And I think in third place right now is the Philadelphia Phillies at who would have ever thought that the Boston Red Sox right now would be three and eight with an eleven game road trip to start the season? You know, defending world champs. That's what that's what you should do to the defending world champs. Let's do that. And then a minus twenty six run differential. 
that's astounding to me that that is astounding now that that could be corrected in a week they're that good you know and offensively what they could do they are that good it's just it, it is baffling to me that major league baseball would do that to the defending national champions did i say defending national champions i'm thinking about the virginia game right now defending world champions really i mean they did that they put them on an 11 game west coast west coast road trip to start the season Awesome. Good for them. Good for them. I mean, I could see them doing that to the Orioles. Why not do that to the Orioles? You win a you you win what forty seven games last year. You deserve to be on a road trip on the West Coast to start the year. That's it. Not the not the World Champions. So Major League Baseball needs to clean it up. Pittsburgh and, and Cincinnati they had a good series. It, you know, from all accounts, some close games, some firepower in there. But Derek Dietrich formerly of the Miami Marlins, it's a absolute tank. And when I say a tank, I say into the Allegheny River, and I say it was majestic. At the same time, he took a step back and watched it for another three, four, five seconds, and then he rounded first. Okay. I'm all for the fun. I am all for the fun. And I think it's relevant right now for the Philadelphia Phillies because they're having a blast. They're doing what everyone wishes they should and could do, and that is have a blast playing the game. The handshakes, love it. The emotion, love it. Are they showing up the other team? No. So if you're the other team and you're getting a little bit, oh, these guys are hurting my feelings, stop giving up homers. But for a guy like Chris Archer, who pitches off of emotion, who loves to compete, you could always tell that that dude loves to compete. For him to get butthurt about a guy showing some emotion, if not, I mean, maybe it was a little showboaty, but <laughs> if I hit one that far, I would do. Just saying, well, where where does it where does it put it in there that that you should drill him the next time? Don't you want to embarrass him? Don't you want to strike him out, punch him out? Instead, you throw behind him. Now, granted. I will not say that anything he did was acceptable, but what was acceptable if you're going to throw at someone is you know, he was throwing right in his butt. It would have hit him right in the ass. But I always think when you're trying to send a message and trying to be Tommy tough guy, what do you do? You throw up and behind a guy and everyone's going to get pissed because that's a stupid move. Now, if you're trying to, you know, send like, hey, I, I need to do something. I'm going to throw it behind you, but I'm going to throw it low. I, I kind of respect it. No, I don't. I don't. Don't. If you're going to throw. I just think throwing behind someone for a major league pitcher is embarrassing. Drill them. I mean, drill them. It, 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 show me you have something there. Show me a little bit of accuracy. Can't be that hard. I, I, I pitched an alumni game two years ago. Never haven't pitched since high school. Yeah, drilled someone, not on purpose, but it wasn't that hard to hit him. Did I say that out loud? Damn. All right. All right. Anyway, uh, oof, that was a little close on this one. Um, but yeah, I I don't I don't understand wh- where we go. But if you're not a Yasiel Puig fan, to see what he did and, and basically lining up the entire Pittsburgh Pirates team, that was pretty funny, actually. Mad props to him for that. 
But anyone else, when you saw this bench clearing, and it ended up becoming a little bit more than that, you kind of get thrown off because of the, the Pittsburgh Pirates unis. Black pants, yellow tops, circled hat with the yellow lines on them. I mean, let's be honest here. They're okay unis. They're not bad. But when someone isn't wearing the jersey and they're wearing just their warm-up top, black warm-up top, I and no hat, and no hat, from the third base vantage point, I thought, I really did think, that the trainers and a couple of the other guys, the staff were out there wanting to fight. I was like, what are the dudes in the slacks doing out there? Oh, wait, that's their unis. So it, once it, I had to rewind it. So I, I, I didn't get that confusion going a little bit. I was like, all right, all right. This is a good one. This is going to be, this is going to be nice. And I think it was Clint Hurdle that was showing how to box out. Like he was in the NCAA tournament himself to Trevor Williams. He didn't do it. He didn't do well. Cause Puig still got after him. But it look, it's not good for the game. It's good for the game to show emotion. Absolutely. There's there's, you know, did Derek Dietrich did Derek Dietrich toe the line? Absolutely. Absolutely. But what Chris Archer and, and throwing at him and doing that, did, did does that answer any does that solve anything? No. Because the next time if I'm Derek Dietrich, if I hit a ball five hundred and eighty feet off you, I might step back, do a twirl, hold up Barry Bonds, stop again and watch and basically backpedal around the base because that's what you do coming off the mound throwing, uh, you know, an, an inning-ending strikeout. That's what you do, Chris Archer. You're a damn good pitcher. You're a damn good player. I love your damn emotion. Don't get caught up in it with your your feelings and all that stuff. You're going to be able to do that. You got to be able to take it as well. So, good or bad, whatever you want to say about it, that was my feeling on that take. And and you know, hopefully we don't see a whole lot of that this year. We will. We always do. But at the same time, there's ways to do it. There's ways not to do it. But if we're going to be watching the Philadelphia Phillies have a great time all year, expect people to get you know take offense to some things. I expect at some point the the Braves to take even more action because that's what the Braves do. They like to, you know, show up a little bit more than others as far as the fun police. So keep on doing it, fellas. Keep on keeping on. I just want a handshake. I'm going to have a handshake with one of the guys. I don't know who. It's going to be from a distance. They'll do it on the field. You'll see him cross home plate. They'll look up at the uh, radio booth. Boom, 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 boom. I did it with them. It's on. I think that needs to happen. Anyone have any uh, suggestions? At Kevin Franzen. Tweet at me. Let me know. All right. So this is the last podcast before I'm going to be on the road. And I got this weekend series against the Marlins, which I have said all along. The Marlins series are the most important series of the year. And why do I say that? Because I feel like whoever in the four-man race between in the East of the Braves, the Phillies, the Nationals, and the Mets. If one of those teams pulls away, it's because they destroyed the Marlins. And right now, the Mets 3-0, the, the Atlanta Braves 2-1. And, and if you're the Philadelphia Phillies, if you go and win a, you know three or four series to start the year, you have to go to Miami and answer it. Answer the bell. 
And what is that? And that's going into a place that's not going to have a lot of energy. You create it yourself. You have that excitement that you have in that dugout. You go out, you do it, and you win another series. But with that being said, to get that third series win, you got to go out tomorrow or out on Wednesday and get the victory to do that. And I can't wait. So more of this new podcast will be coming up uh, this weekend, I think, in Miami. I'll have an interview with one of the players. Surprise guest. I have no idea who it's going to be, just to be honest with you. I'll figure it out. But thanks for listening. At Kevin Franzen on Twitter. Hit me up. Let me know if you uh, need anything. Want me to answer anything. You have some good shows. All right. Appreciate it. Peace. Kevin Franzen! Where's out of here?